Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, episode Traverse City of the Get Around Podcast. That's right, this is episode 231, 231, the Traverse City area code, the game that we've been playing for, I don't know, for how long? I mean, a couple, couple of months, months now, now, I think we've been we've been playing this. Uh, we all knew what we had to pick last week, uh, which was this town <laughs> that we find ourselves in. Well, you guys find yourselves in, I'm still uh remotely dialing in uh for the podcast every single week um welcome to episode 231 of the get around podcast i'm your host and the sports editor of the traverse city record eagle brendan queely alongside me jordan puente and james cook are wonderful and dedicated reporters that make my job uh both easy and sometimes frustrating but you guys you guys don't need to know that not that you guys make my job frustrating. The job just sometimes is frustrating. That's what it is. You guys actually make my life a lot easier. I, I, I can count on you guys to do your jobs every single week, every single day. And uh, believe me, I appreciate that uh, a, a great deal. Um, we so appreciate you. We appreciate you. Before we get into playing the game again for 2-3-2, uh, two, two, which will be next week, uh, I'm bringing it up again, guys. I, I'm, I'm hoping that we have some Bear Lake listeners. Uh, or at least someone from Bear Lake who will jump on my bandwagon that I am trying to pedal forward and have the Bear Lake Lakers be turned into the Bear Lake Lake Bears. Um, if if anything happens in my lifetime, and it's just that, if it's that the Bear Lake Lakers become the Bear Lake Lake Bears, I will. I'll feel good about whatever time i spent on this blue and green rock floating through space um so just think uh, about the any, possibilities. any just think about the possibilities though they could just they could buy the old bear costumes from the werfels right yeah because the they were bombs. the the beach bums and they had the oh, yeah, they yeah. had their their bears okay so i gotta tell you guys this this is a complete digression uh and and non sequitur but as you guys know, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it, it's gotten back. It, it's got its claws in me. And, and I now also listen to podcasts about wrestling on my drives from Chicago to Traverse City. Nice. And one of them that I listen to is based out of uh, London. Oh. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of British guys uh, that, that talk about WWE, AEW, uh, and some other promotions and things like that. And so they were playing a game on last week's podcast where they were, um, they would mention one of the, one of the guys would say, would give a, a city and they would have to guess what the name of the team was from that city. So I'm listening, I'm, I'm listening and they go, let's go to the Northwoods league in Michigan, and I'm like, wait, are they about to talk about the Traverse City Pittsfitters? No and first of all, they pronounce it Traverse, Traverse yeah. City, Traverse <laughs> City. Of course, yeah. And they didn't even get the most updated team because they went. They were talking about the Beach Bums. Oh, it was just mm-hmm. so weird. It was so weird to be listening to a podcast based out of London, England, talking about. A town that I was driving to. 
uh, at that time and, and talking about the the former Northwoods League team, the uh, the Beach Bums. But yeah, total digression there. Uh, yeah. Sorry, but I, I I had to bring that up. It Did was, you see it there was is weird. a new? It was just. Did you see there is a new yeah, team the, for the, uh, the, 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 Min- the Minot, the Minot Hot Tots? Oh, the, yeah. The I love what? their logo. Like, I, I want to get yeah. a hat Hot and tots? a shirt. Yeah, yeah, like Tater Tots. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Basically. Yeah. Super yeah. good. Tot nice. Yeah. I think in the North Where's American M- Hockey League, they might not used to have a, te- a hockey team in there that the, um, they, you know, the Traverse City had a team in the North American Hockey is that League. What, is that they Wisconsin, Minot? Uh, no, it's the Dakotas. Oh. The Dakotas? I think. I think. Wow. It's wow. either Minnesota yeah. or the Dakotas, wow. I, but I think it's the Dakotas. Um, but they had a team called, like, the Minot Minotaurs. <laughs> oh, nice. Awesome. Taste the Beast. Awesome. Sweet. Cool. One of my favorite movies, Role Models. <laughs> that movie's awesome. Minotaur, Taste the Beast. <laughs> that movie's awesome. So, yeah, Minot is a city in North Dakota. Okay. All right. Very good. So I almost want to make that my guess, 232. <laughs> I'm just going to make... Why not? As oh, my guess, continuing. But, uh... Okay. I thought we were going to stop at two, three, one. <laughs> no, no, let's no, keep no. going. I keep going. This okay. Fun. Going, man. This is fun. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, well, so let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, before we do, uh, let's uh, remind our Audible viewers that the Get Around Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City. They make friends. They they make friends. Wow. Okay. They make friends with their subs. They make subs that are freaky fresh, and they do it freaky fast because they're Jimmy John's. No freak yeah. Oh freak yeah. Sorry, I was <laughs> I was googling what city uh, this TV show is in. Oh, okay. They? So all right. Well, I'll, my my guess is going to be easy because the one show that I'm rewatching right now, well, the two shows that I'm rewatching right now, both are actually out of the United States. One one is in Lon- London, the other is in uh, Birm- Birmingham or Birmingham. Uh, but I will go with uh, I'll go Peaky Blinders because that's what I'm rewatching right now, and uh, I'll, I'll take uh, Small Heath, London, or Birmingham or whatever that wherever they're wherever they're based. So I'll go with that one. That'll be my I'm going out of the out of the United States for that one. James, what's yours? What's uh, your they, guess? They don't have a, a location for where Rick and Morty is. I love like that an actual doing this. This is awesome. Like an actual city. Yeah. So it just, says, it just says United States. Well, that's kind of cheating. That's a bummer. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, yeah. Can, I take, can I take the whole country? I'm just going to take the whole country. I'm going to give you the United States because if it's out of the United States, I'm oh, that would be great. Like a maniac. Okay, so we're giving you Rick and Morty, and you're taking the entirety yeah. of the United States. Or Rick and Morty. Rick like, and Morty could just be the moon. Yeah, because they go to different. They're always in outer space. Or different. Uh, what? So maybe two three two is in on the moon. Maybe, maybe it is. You know, uh, Jordan, what's your uh, what's your guess? What's your TV show that you're? Well, you're... I tend to like watch it at night just to get some laughs. I'm gonna go South Park. So that's Colorado, right? Oh yeah, come on down, South All right. Park. Meet some oh, I know, I know what TV show I was gonna take before. This will have a location in oh, the United okay. States. Will be the, uh, Justified. There we if go. If you've ever seen that, that's Ooh, Kentucky. Harlan, yeah, uh, Harlan, Kentucky. Harlan, Kentucky. Nice. Good show. Sure. Okay. Very good show. All right, so we'll go with People that. have not seen it. And they're coming out with a spinoff of that that's coming out where he's going to be in Detroit. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. How about that? Nice. Well, because they had, uh, I think, in the first couple of seasons, or leave it, it, maybe in the later seasons, they had, like, they had a Detroit They had connection. gangsters. 
yeah, they had from gangsters Detroit. from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So now he's going to be, I guess, awesome. stationed in Detroit and oh, wow, that's going cool. after that. Oh, that's really cool. Well, you you know if you if you dig coal together you have a a bond that is unbreakable and I feel the same way about podcasting so it's the same <laughs> as digging coal right guys yeah all right okay so let's get into uh, the pulse and a lot of news we have got a lot to cover here uh, from a football coach that is no longer a football coach to football playoffs that were announced uh, on Sunday. And then, of course, our, our soccer district uh, roundup and our regional preview that we have. So a lot going on. Let's get started with kind of the, the, the news of the day and news that, uh, James, you've known since uh, Friday and that the uh, head coach of Traverse City West, now former head coach of Traverse City West, uh, ha- has known for um, what we're finding out uh, at, at least a few weeks here, uh, and that is that... Uh, Greg Vaughn, uh, who has been the coach at TC West, uh, the football program, uh, since Tim War left uh, to go to Kingsley, uh, will no longer be the coach uh, of the Titans, uh, submitting his letter as letter of resignation or letter of accepting the offer to no longer be the coach, uh, is kind of how he put it, uh, mm-hmm. doing that uh, today. James, this was something that you found out about uh uh, Friday, or at least heard rumblings of Friday. I think. Yeah, had some had some rumblings of Friday when you were at the Patriot game, which surprising. I mean, we can talk about it a, a little bit. It was a, a, an incredible game. We'll get into that more when we get to our get around Hall, Hall of Fame and our nominations for that. Uh, but James, kind of, what, what what can you tell us about where things stand right now, and and what we saw in the, in the letter today um, that was sent out from Greg Vaughn to TC West families. Yeah, uh, yeah, Vaughn sent out a letter um, that uh, starts off with, it is with saddened heart that I have accepted the offer to step down as the head football coach at Traverse City West, which obviously makes it pretty obvious that it was not his decision. Um, you know, Traverse City West was 2-7 and seven this year. From what, I've, what I'm hearing is that he was told about midseason that he would not be brought back. Um, as the as the head coach at Traverse City West, um, and uh, you know before that that they had they'd made the playoffs every year in his in his tenure. So um, obviously you know and he had a pretty decent little run there with Traverse City St. Francis too prior to that, and was an assistant coach under Tim Wooer when Wooer was at at TC West. So he's had plenty of uh, playing and coaching experience around here, being a, a St. Francis alum. Now. I'm not sure about this, but I know at the schools that I covered in in Illinois, they had their all of their coaches were on one year contracts that were renewed every single season. Is that how do you, do you know if that's how West was operating with this? So is it not really you know him being fired or resigning? His contract just isn't going to be renewed next year. That they're going to be moving on, finding a different coach, or or did he have uh, an agreement? to be the the coach for the Titans going forward? Um, it's kind of unclear. I don't know uh, how schools generally, if they have you know, like contracts like that. If they do, it's probably not past one year. Um, right. I mean, essentially, I think coaches are not protected under the teachers union, so they are at-will employees, and they can be terminated whenever. So I don't think they have that kind of protection. I, I don't know of coaches that have multi-year contracts or anything like that, so... And how how coaches are paid is just kind of odd. 
a lot of ways too. I mean, if they're not a teacher, they get a certain stipend. If they're a teacher, they usually just get a, a bump up on, on their level, you know, or how many years of service or something um, to their pay. So, uh, you know, and Coach Vaughn is a teacher. He's a special ed teacher for Traverse City West. Um, so that's probably how it will affect how it affects that way. Um, as far as I know, he's still teaching at Traverse City West. Um, and, you know, we'll talk to him here in the near future and hash some of that stuff out. But Yeah, so we'll have a, a story, a kind of a, a brief just breaking down the, the news of the day uh, in, in Tuesday's E-Edition, and we'll follow on that with uh, a larger story kind of breaking down the ins and outs, how this happened, what happened, why it happened uh, in, in the coming days. Uh, you know, make sure that uh, when we're doing this story, we're doing it correctly uh, and not putting anything out any anything out there that shouldn't shouldn't be out there um what is interesting is uh how the public is going to uh react to that we, we know that there are anytime someone is let go from a job uh no matter if they just completed a two and seven season two and seven season or a nine and oh season or whatever uh you know people are going to be upset uh, and there are certainly going to be people upset uh, with with this decision. Uh, the TCAPS board uh, does not meet again until November 14th, so there's obviously some uh, a cooling down period. I checked the calendar because we're recording on a Monday, and it's the usually TCAPS. Uh, it looks like they're no longer doing uh, two meetings uh, a month. It looks like they're just doing one monthly meeting. Uh, but this would have been, had they continued the, the two monthly meetings, this would have been the, the, the second of the monthly meetings, which would have opened uh, the Board of Education up to public comment from people. Um, so it will be interesting to see if, if anybody shows up at the November 14th meeting uh, to express uh, you know, their thoughts uh, about uh, Vaughn being let go slash uh, stepping down. Um, yeah, and it was kind of a perfect storm, I think, for T.C. West to not have a good season this year. You know, they uh, they stepped up in conference to the Saginaw Valley League, which is a much higher uh, level of competition from week to week than what they were getting before at the Big North Conference. And at the same time, they lost 22 starters from last year's team. That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> which, if you know football, is all of them, yeah. basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I mean, it was kind of a perfect storm. I think uh, a lot of people were kind of expecting a bit of a little bit of a down year this season for Traverse City West. But was Vaughn gone one way or the other, win or lose the, at the Patriot game? Uh, that was on, my understanding. Yes. Uh, wow. On Friday, that it didn't okay. matter if they won the game. That okay. uh, from, from what I heard, he was told about midseason that he would not be returning. The the assistant coaches were told last Sunday, so before the Patriot game, um, that they possibly would also not be retained and have to maybe reapply so, for the jobs. Know, we, okay, well, yeah, we don't know where that stands right now. Right. Yes, yeah, so we don't know the status of the assistant coaches, but apparently on it was last Sunday they were they were let know about Coach Vaughn and that the you know, that their positions were maybe up in the air, at least. And uh, and from what I heard is that after that news came out, the the whole the coaching staff just kind of closed ranks, and they had a good week of practice, and it kind of showed in the Patriot game. 
at Traverse City West, very well could have won that game pretty easily. I mean, and there was one very controversial call that very well changed the outcome of that game, which was that was that interception was the referees overturning that interception by Aiden Totten, which would have all but sealed that game. Um, that interception being overturned led to TC West um, turning the ball over, and then Central went down and scored the game-winning touchdown with about a minute to go. So, uh, from my vantage point, it looked like an interception. All right, so the one thing we know is that Traverse City West will have a new coach next season, but there is still plenty of this season left, as in the postseason, and uh, playoff matchups for 11-player and 8-player were announced on Sunday. We have uh, several teams still alive and 12 games in our area that we'll be covering uh, on Friday, 11 of those on Friday, one of those on Saturday. Looking at the list of games, guys, uh, is there one that's a must-see for you, and then is there one that uh, could be an upset? Uh, for the upset, obviously, we're all looking at uh, Lance over Traverse City St. Francis, right? We all we all think that they, of course. oh, that's going to be, James, as you said, it's going to be a uh, figurative and possibly literal bloodbath as uh, St. Francis can probably throw their JV team on the field and still win that game. Jeez. I know that's being seen yeah, to, that to Lance. But, 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 yeah. But, this, yeah, that game is going to be very lopsided. Uh, in the Gladiators. Lance favor. comes in with a losing record. Uh, they're going to have to make a five-hour trip to play a 6 p.m. game on Friday. And I I put it at 30% that Lance just doesn't play the game, that, that, they, that they forfeit. I mean, because literally they have. Not bad. Well, it's one of the most. It's one of the biggest mismatches I think of of all the games in the playoffs. Yeah, they're four and five. They're going up against they're, the same. They're four and five. Team that you know, is number one in Division Seven, and probably would be number one in a couple of divisions higher than them. Maybe not number they, one, but like St. Francis is. They're they're beating competition, barely. elite competition in divisions ahead of them. Yeah. That's how good the St. Francis is. Yeah, Francis I kind of looked this is. up. I kind of looked this up, and I I believe that they would be the number one overall seed in Division Six, Jeez. one division ahead of them, and they would be one of the top couple <laughs> overall seeds in Division Five. It's unreal. <clears throat> Just based on their strength of schedule, because I mean they they went out and brought in the best teams they could outside of conference play. They all, yeah. all, yeah. all three of them were teams that were ranked at the top ten at one point or another this season, and. So they beat them very badly. They didn't run away from anybody, no. and then they beat them all and beat them all convincingly, uh, except for the Lumen Christie game with seven points on the road. But, uh, yeah. All right, so let's I, take I, a look if at If I was Lance, I wouldn't want to pay $1,500 for a charter bus. Probably. For a 72 no, to just nothing to lose. Game. To lose that yeah. Bag? Yeah. Probably not. No. All right, so let, let's look at the games that we have. So we've got uh, Trevor City Central uh, traveling to Muskegon, Mona Shores, Gaylord heading to Mount Pleasant, Cadillac going to DeWitt, Kingsley, which has a better record than Kingsford. Uh, the Stags are 7-2, and two, Kingsford is 6-3, and three, but uh, playoff points, I think it was about three-tenths uh, that Kingsford was better than Kingsley. Uh, yeah, so they got really the home close. game, so... So Kingsley will will go on the road to Kingsford. Elk Rapids heads to Gladstone. Undefeated Boyne City hosts Manistee. 
St. Francis, as we just said, will host Lance. Benzie Central goes to Charlevoix. Lake City goes to Ithaca. Frankfurt hosts East Jordan. McBain heads to Everett. And an eight-player, Gaylord St. Mary hosts Central Lake. Uh, the only two teams in eight-player that made the playoffs in our area will be squaring off. So at the end of Friday, we will only have one eight-player team left. And uh, they will be our, our sole hope for uh, having to make that trip up to, not having to, getting to, Get getting to make that trip up to uh, Marquette and the Superior Dome uh, to cover a team in the state finals for what would be the sixth year in a row, right? Seventh year in a row? We did 17, we, eight, well, we 17 had, 18, we had, 19. We had Sutton's Bay the last three, and then right. before that, Onekama. And then before that, Central Lake. So, yeah, we've had yeah. five years in a row we've had a team from our area playing in the state championship game for a player. So, wow. yeah, it'll be up to Gaylord St. Mary or Central Lake, the Snowbirds or the Trojans, to keep that going. Uh, but so, like I said, out of those guys, uh, what one, what matchup intrigues you the most? What is ripe for an upset? I mean, I guess technically it would be an upset because they're on the road, but I like Kingsley in the... And, and, cheating, and, the, and the headline potential of the King of Kings. Because they're playing Kings Ford. Kings Lee against Kings yeah. Ford. You got that. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah, we, we got it, James. You didn't have to spell it out for us. We, everyone picked up on it. But thanks for laying it down. I like how you explained um, it, too. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, the only way that's an upset is because they're going on the road. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I guess Kingsford has more playoffs points, so they're a better team. But I, I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, Kingsley is seated lower. Yes, it is kind of cheating taking them because that's the uh, kind of the obvious pick. I will take for my for my upset. I'll take the uh, the six and three upstart Elks of Elk Rapids to beat Gladstone uh, on Saturday. That's our lone Saturday game. They got a one p.m. kickoff. Uh, in uh, on Saturday, so I'll go with uh, I'll go with that for my upset. The 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 must see matchup for me is actually James, the one you're going to be going to. Uh, I think uh, St. Mary versus Central Lake, two seven and two teams in eight player football. That uh, you know these two teams score a lot of points. They have played good competition, especially Central Lake uh, in the last couple of weeks. So that that to me is the, my most interesting matchup uh, of Week One and of the. Uh, of the football playoffs. Yeah, these teams score a just a ton of points between Gaylord St. Mary and they've uh, the last three games that they've met, it's an average of over 100 points. Awesome. Scored. Wow. Who doesn't want to watch that? Yeah. That's that's like a football fans dream right there. It's like watching the, uh, the Rams and Chiefs game a couple years ago where it was just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. It even went to overtime, more touchdowns. That's kind of how fun with that. Awesome. Mine, honestly, is how Cadillac would do. Um, just because I was able to watch them a couple weeks ago. They lost. Um, but now that I hear, I hear this from T.C. West soccer coach, playoffs is a new season. So it could be anyone's game. There's three phases of the playoffs. So there's obviously district, regional, and state. So just to see how Cadillac does in the first first slate. Oh, playoffs would be pretty interesting. They're facing DeWitt, by the way. So, How do we feel about TC Central's chances this Friday uh, heading to Muskegon to take on Mona Shores? 
Well, that was me mad you know, if you were. I, I, I throw out what happened uh, Friday, even though they won the game, because the Patriot game is a it's a different beast, a different animal than any other game throughout the season. You can kind of compare it to playoff football, um, and and if you want to, Central did what they had to do to come out with the win. Yeah, and and West played a really good game. On on top of that, um, and uh, you know they came in with their game plan, they executed it, and they were able to keep Central's defense down. And Central was also playing, uh, you know, they were basically reintegrating Josh Klug to the offense as at quarterback. I mean, he has missed, I don't know, the last month with a, with a shoulder injury, and then he comes back and he plays one series last week and then sprained his ankle and then didn't play the rest of the game. I was going to ask, was that, that was his first, their first game back since injury, right? Yeah, first time playing, like, the whole game. And he did leave. They, I mean, they had Braden Halliday in for a series or two here or there in the game as well at quarterback. So, um, but, but I think that given one more week at quarterback, I think they'll be a lot more solid there um, with Klug and what he can do. And I think they have a, a real chance of winning this game against Mona Shores. Playoffs are well underway uh, in soccer. They're just about to get underway in football, but they're well underway in soccer. We had uh, some District champions crowned last week, and we've got the regionals going right now. Jordan, you and I were at the Elk Rapids game uh, against TC Christian, and what what a fun game that was to watch. I mean, the crowd, uh, the fans on both sides were living and dying on every single play. Patty Gallagher in goal for TC Christian that first half that he had oh my gosh might be up there with uh, Joey Weber's performance um, not as good as what he did for Buckley back in in 2017 but uh, pretty damn close uh, Weber was game. was an absolute brick wall brick and Patty wall. Gallagher yeah. was 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 so good uh, in that first half. Yeah, and about 37 minutes uh, into the the second half uh, until uh, Carson Peterson scored a goal, and then a uh, little less than two minutes later when uh, Spencer Ball scored what would be the, the game-winning goal. And, and, I mean, what was just incredible. And the, what I'll say about this is you saw tears on both sides after that game was over, you saw how you know tears of sadness uh, and grief from Traverse City Christian having a game that they thought they were going to win snatched from them uh, like that. And then you saw a lot, a couple of players uh, on that Elk Rapids team yes. uh, who just were uh, besides themselves because they were playing those those last couple of minutes. They were like, "This is it. This is it for me." And then to be able to come back and win, I can't imagine how overcome with emotion you have to you have to be, going, this is it for my high school soccer career, yeah. or this is it for the season. And then the unbelievable relief and exuberation and joy that comes with, oh my God, we came back and won, and Not we're going to keep playing. It, it was. The the emotion of that game was was it was like something I've never experienced before. Uh, watching it, it was it was incredible. Those the players on on both sides were just unbelievable. Yeah, I couldn't believe it either. Um, after after the game ended, I was able to talk to some of the coaches. I literally just sat in my car 
and just stared into space and was like, what did I just watch? Because I've, I'm like you, I've never seen any, I've been to a lot of soccer games in my life. I have never seen what I saw on Friday. Like in a minute, in two minutes span, your entire season changed. Like that's how, like, like I said earlier, playoffs is very different. It's like a three season phase. You're in your first season, you're in your early season, which is district, then you have regionals, and then you have the state. So it was very, it was, yeah, I, even just I'm now talking about it now, it's like everything is coming back to like, oh, wow, what just happened? Because you, you just can't believe it sometimes. Even the coach, like I was talking to Nate Plum, like he was just like, what's like, wow, like what just happened? Like, and same thing with the uh, Spencer Ball and Charlie Perez and Jared Bits. Uh, the midfield. Yeah, all three of them afterwards were just like, wow, like, we did it, like, on to the next round. But, like, to take all of that in, and, like, for them, like, it, it was really special for them. And you, I mean, being, even Nate Plum, like, right after the game ended, dude fell to the floor, and it was just, like, in shock. Just like, wow. So it was very emotional for both sides, obviously, so... But yeah, I'm the same way as you. I can't believe, I, what a game. I mean, what a game. And, and such a shame that, you know, those two teams had to play each other this early in, in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, because, mm-hmm. my goodness. Both teams are so that good. Trevor, that, that Trevor City Christian team is, no joke. you know, certainly capable of, of winning a, a regional uh, championship. Uh, they won't get that chance, which is... Uh, a, a bummer because what Roy Montney has done uh, with that program is is great. That's, oh, yeah. I mean, solid from top to bottom. Uh, such a good program, um, and now Elk Rapids will have uh, that chance uh, coming up when they head uh, to to Clare on Tuesday. Yep. They'll be taking on Freeland in, in the uh, uh, second match of the doubleheader. First is going to be Alma versus uh, Manistee, and then the winners will face for the regional championship on Thursday, uh, October 27th at 7 p.m. Also uh, at Clare, we had uh, Traverse City West. They won uh, their fourth straight district championship and 15th uh, since 2001, which is uh, crazy. Uh, They beat Midland Dow uh, two to one. On, on Saturday, uh, we'll get a little more into that game when we uh, talk about uh, the Get Around Hall of Fame. But they've got Portage Central at Portage Northern. Uh, and then in the other game is Grand Haven versus Rockford. When I talked to uh, Matt uh, Greisinger on Saturday after the win, uh one of the things that he, he kind of compared this team to the 2019 squad. Um, and one of the things that he brought up was, I, I don't know if he used the word disrespect. I don't think he would have used that, but he was talking about the rankings uh, and how West, which is now 18, one and one never got higher than 15 uh, in the, in the rankings this year, never even cracked the top 10. Which is crazy to think about. Um, Yeah, the the level that they have played, and I guess if you want to just talk, you know, what I think what he said was the rankings showed what people think about 
soccer uh, in northern Michigan. Not what northern Michigan people think about soccer, but what people outside of northern Michigan think about soccer in yeah. northern Michigan. James, has that always been an issue? Uh, and I mean, and not just in soccer. Is it just, Sports. does northern Michigan not get the respect? I, th- I think so. I mean, a lot of those... <clears throat> A lot of those polls outside of the Associated Press ones are done by the Coaches Association. So they're done by by coaches in the area, and obviously they know their areas very well, but they don't necessarily know other areas as much. And so you just see where it's, it's the same schools that get ranked all the time. And then somebody else who's not in that haves or have-nots you know, group has to really work their way in. Um, kind of like you know, kind of like college football polls. Mm-hmm. If you don't start in the top ten, yeah. it's going to be pretty darn hard to get in the top ten by the end of the year. Uh, you know, uh, but but look at what West has done oh, for I know. the last. I know they two should be decades. one of those have. They have been. They haven't. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it really is weird. It's kind of. Yeah, that's. You know, I, I think maybe part, maybe part of it could be that the they just don't have a, a good regional representation is it, is it in also? their voting. Or Would something. I don't. I don't know exactly how they do it, but uh, you know, maybe they just don't have somebody up in the big divisions from up here that's a that's a representative that's giving them input, so they only hear about the downstate teams. Well, I'm just out of just throwing it out there. If, if they were to win state, would they get the respect that they supposedly supposed to deserve? They played in the state title game two years ago, and still not. Okay, <laughs> no more. Well, and no still, way. I mean, I think they got. They got ranked in the top ten for a little while that season after they got to the state finals, but I, I think that was from that. And I think I me- I messaged like the person from the coaches association was like, "Hey, what's happening? Maybe these guys should be in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Consider them. Take a peek at them. You never know. But it, it, it but it is it's baffling." Like how consistently, consistently. T West has been very good and making very long runs in the playoffs and getting to the final fours on a regular basis that they can't even get ranked in the top ten. Fifteen district championships in twenty one years. That's mm-hmm. unreal. Pretty darn good. All right, so and, the and other the games state that we have in there too. They won a title, right? Too. I mean, back in the two thousands, they won a state title. They've you know they've been to the finals. Multiple Since they've times. been to multiple, actually they've been to two finals. I think in the last in recent years they've been to multiple final fours. So why it's not there? I here, don't. Here, here's a question with uh, some some teeth to it: Is Matt Greisinger the best coach in the area? Not just soccer coach, best coach in the area. Ooh, Ooh that's a tough question. That is a very that's a tough question. Uh, is he? He's got to be one of the smartest. He has to be one of the most yeah. intelligent. He he knows yes. soccer. Probably yeah. uh, it, it, he knows it that game so well. Like when you talk to him, and like when you interview him after games, he's explaining to you what were the rights and wrongs, like as in like set piece. Like he's speaking soccer language to you. If you for me, like I understand soccer, so I understand what he's saying. So, like, when he speaks, he's speaking to someone who understands soccer. Sometimes, I don't know how it is with you guys, when you would speak with them, if he's the same way like that. But it's very interesting. Compared, like, after speaking with multiple different coaches throughout the, the area, they all speak very differently, but he, it's just, 
He knows the game very well. No, it's it's very clear when you talk to him and you're like, oh, this guy's smarter than me. Probably not just in soccer. Probably no. in, in most <laughs> yeah. in most everything, this guy's smarter yeah. than I am. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I and he, and he and he voices that. I mean, you know, he he he's he, he'll put out like when he's talking to interviews, doing interviews, he'll be like, yeah, this is what we did wrong. This is what we did right. We need to do this. We need to do this and stuff like that. And a lot of times with coaches, you don't get that. No. Because they feel like if they actually lay those cards out of the table, that they're they're giving other teams bulletin board or scouting material or anything like that. Or too much I don't think he cares. Or too much information that we, yeah. as reporters, will not understand. That's also another thing that I've, I've yeah. also thought of. It's like, do you expect me to understand it? I do understand it, though. But it's like, it's one of those questions I always ask myself. Like, interesting. Didn't know you'd be telling me this. He could probably coach college. Right? College soccer? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, the other games that we have uh, left, other teams, uh, Petoskey takes on East Grand Rapids. Uh, that's Tuesday at 7 o'clock in Cedar Springs. And then we have got uh, a few games, a couple of games on Wednesday uh, in Big Rapids. McBain, Northern Michigan Christian takes on Roscommon, and Leland takes on Midland uh, Cavalry Baptist. Uh, and then they've got a regional championship game set for 11 a.m. on Saturday. The other regional championship games are all set for either 7 o'clock or, or 6 o'clock on uh, Thursday. A couple of players who will be hoping to find themselves in the regional championship on Thursday. Elk Rapids soccer players Charlie Parrish and Spencer Ball joined James and Jordan in the Get Around Podcast studio for a conversation about the season the win last week and what they have coming up Tuesday and hopefully Thursday. So let's take a listen to that right now. get around here to have Elk Rapids senior soccer players Spencer Ball and oh my <laughs> Char- goodness. and Charlie Parrish Both. Uh, Both you were at their game that, that pretty epic game from what I've heard oh yeah the Elk Rapids TC Christian game yeah what a game what, from your guys end what was that game like I mean we knew that it was going to be a tough game going into it if you can, try to get up to the microphone. Yeah. We knew that it was going to be a tough game, but I think, I mean, going into it, you got to go into those games, like, knowing that you're going to come out with a win no matter what. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's kind of what we did, because, like, being down 1-0 with that much time left, like, we knew we had to do something in order if we were going to pull out. Mm-hmm. Spencer, how about you? Um, yeah, it was definitely a crazy game. Definitely one we needed. We wanted the revenge from our game earlier in the season, so getting a win on that game was huge for us. And mm. It was a really crazy game, too, so that 20, was fun. Like, 20 minutes left, they score 1-0, second half. For you guys, obviously, it's always the same mindset. As you mentioned earlier, we go into a game knowing we're going to win. 20 minutes left, and then the clock starts ticking and gets to five minutes. You guys are still, start, you guys are still battling it out. Once that two-minute peak comes, that's when 
your guys' entire season and your guys' entire career just changed. Now, once the, I, I know I asked you guys this after, right after the game, but now we're on the pod. You can fully explain yourself. What was going through your mind after Car- Carson scored the goal to tie it? Because obviously there's still a lot of time left. There's anything else can happen. Anything can happen. So what was going through your guys' mind once the first goal, once that tie goal happened? Um, when Carson scored, definitely let off some pressure from us, and it like revamped our team kind of to where we all were energetic again and knowing that we had a chance to keep our season moving. And then we just wanted to keep going at them, knowing that they were going to be down from that point on. And we just came off strong at the end and pulled it out. Yeah, it's a, it's also like a different kind of motivation when your season is like disappearing in front of you. So that's that's a pretty good motivator to stay on the gas pedal and keep going at them. Because I know it's playoffs. A lot of teams sometimes they throw out what they learned and just go full rogue and just try to do whatever we can to win this game. Was it was there a sense of going rogue for you guys? See, all right, let's throw at them everything we have learned throughout the season and see what happens. I mean, down when you're down with with like two minutes left, like that's pretty much all you can do. Yeah. Is just go as hard as you can for what you have left in the tank. And then, obviously, the, the what is it, white elephant in the room, I guess you could call it? You scored a game winner. Um, and then you went bananas, and all of you guys, I, I mentioned this in the story because I thought it was awesome. All of you guys went into the stands, and you can see your coach, Nate, Nate Plum, saying, the game's not over, the game's not over, get back, get back. Like, was that like the first thought in your mind was, I'm going to go run to the stands, the stand section? Or was it just one of those things that you've done throughout the season to show the support and love to all the Elks fans that come on sports guys? Um, it was definitely on the front of my mind, knowing that we were playing for a lot of people in those stands, and it wasn't just the team. So we wanted to get everyone involved, and for supporting us, it was the least we could do for them. Did you, did you have a chance? Like I know you ran to the stands, but... Did anyone like whisper in your mind, "Hey, man, we still got, we still have like fifty seconds left"? Um, yeah. Once, once people were talking to me, saying, um, "Coach needs us to back on the field," because if they blew that whistle and TC Christian was ready for us, then they could have just gone down and scored, and no one would have been ready for it. So that would have been that would have been heartbreaking. But I mean, after that point, we just knew we needed to hold down the fort for a little bit longer. Obviously. Um and then you guys win, and then the sound goes off, everything sinks. Did, when did it sink in that, oh, my goodness, we won? Um, with, I remember looking at the scoreboard, and there was four seconds, and they were on their half of the field, and that's when I knew. I was just like, we really pulled it off. And then after that, I just, I don't even remember too much about it. I just know that there was a lot of crying from people on the team and joy, and it was all happy tears. But From... Obviously, from your like, how was it for you? Like, once kind of what he kind of elaborated, like, was it that same feeling, or was it a little bit different for you? Uh, yeah, a lot of the same. It's, it's like a pretty unexplainable feeling to like win a game like that, especially coming from, like, being down with that amount of time left. Like, it's just crazy. And you mentioned it earlier. Like, they beat you guys earlier in the season, and this was. I asked you guys during the game, or did you guys have that on your mind? Yeah. Um. Then you guys finally got the leg up on them. I know there's always that saying, revenge is sweet when it's like when it really matters. You guys 
knocked him off in the championship. Was that some type of like, oh, this is sweeter than beating him again in the regular season type of feeling, or was it just like another any just like another game for you guys? I mean, I would have definitely lost the first one and won the second one. So, I mean, there's that, and also. I mean, I, I don't really see it as, like, revenge. I've got a lot of friends that play on that TC Christian game, and, I mean, big respect to them. They're, I mean, that's a good team. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Did having played them once earlier in the season give you kind of a, a different motivation or more experience as to what we got to do different this time? Yeah, I think, I mean, we, we kind of knew what to expect. And, like, I've played with their forward, uh, Preston Jaworski, for years. So, I mean, we knew what was to come out of them. Same with their midfielder, Julian Alwalia. But, yeah, I mean, we had a game plan. We just needed to executed. Mm. What do you know about Freeland going into your game that you got coming up on Tuesday? Um, uh, we've seen a couple of games. Uh, we The two that stick out to me is that they've lost to Petoskey 5-0, I think, which that game was in a tournament and it was late in the day, so you can't really get too much from that. And then they played Oklahoma Heights and they lost 3-2, or they won 3-2 to two in a against them so we don't really know too much about them we've Jared Barsanis are one of our other captains um, he's watched some film on them and said that they have a good forward and then one of their midfielders is really good too so we have to be ready for that mm-hmm. okay in, in, in a game like that where you're the late game do you try to get there early enough to watch the first game scout them out in case that's who we got to play next yeah, we will definitely be there for a little bit, at least a little bit of the game before us so we can watch them and get ready for our game too. So, mm-hmm. How do you guys prepare for a team that you guys never met? Like, uh, Obviously throughout the season, like you guys haven't played them this season, but like you were saying, Jared, I watched film, complimented a couple of players. Is there some similarities that you can pull from a team that you haven't played versus to a team that you guys have faced before? I mean, the biggest thing about playing teams that you're unfamiliar with is just that you have to know that the only thing that you can control is yourselves. Okay. So, I mean, if we go in and do our thing, it doesn't really matter who we play. We're going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so if you do come out on the top, you get the, uh, the coaches have to jump in the water? Yeah, is, that, is that the deal? Yeah, so if we win tomorrow, then a lot of our coaching staff is going to be in Elk Lake with us. How did that come about? Uh, it's it's pretty it's like an ice bath. I mean, the water's really cold right now. So mm-hmm. after practice yesterday, we had to spend some time in the lake in order to get our muscles right for the game tomorrow. How did that go? Cause you call, I called your coach earlier to, earlier today, and he told me ask him about the ice bath. And then he texted me asking about the ice bath, and then he sent me a video of all of you guys just jumping in into the lake. What, uh, my only question is, did why how? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird feeling hitting that water. Like it, like jump starts to your heart for sure. But yeah, it was definitely cold. Starts, man. I would have just passed out. They, like, obviously when you get out, that's when it really is. Like, oh, how long? First off, how long were you guys in the water for? Um, that's the real question. He timed us, and we had to be in the water for five minutes, and then we ran out of time because we were gonna do two more rounds of it. We've done it in the past, so. A lot of the younger kids were not enjoying it at all, but you know that it definitely helps you and your body. So how many times throughout your guys' career have you jumped in that lake? Like um, just four after games. 
a lot probably <laughs> at this point. Was I that mean, the coldest that it's been? No, you've had to do I it? think I think my freshman year or sophomore year it was colder than that. But Jeez. I mean, with that time we went in for five minutes, and then came out and stretched, and then went in for five minutes again, stretched, and then went in for five minutes again, okay. and then we had dinner after that. So I mean, the end goal was dinner. So. <laughs> okay, so who had the worst reaction to having to do that? Who? <laughs> Somebody jump in the water and just, like, freak out? I mean, it was bad for me. I, like, I, I went in after the five minutes. I only got my legs in the first time, but then I went under after, and it was it was bad. But uh, Noah Hilly had a good reaction. Uh, Ani Lugan, his was pretty bad, too. How did but, they react? What did they do? Like, they go in, and, like, their head pops right back up, and they just like screaming and whining and like, you can hear them br- how hard they're breathing they're yeah, shaking and it's all like this stuff. cat hit the water and just it's getting all the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I would have never expected that well when he said ice bath I wasn't sure what he was referring to he literally met the lake yeah it was cold what, what was the temperature like do you know uh no I don't, I don't nobody know. bothered to <laughs> Nobody cold. wanted to be any any longer than they had to, so then everybody was yeah. taking the temperature. It was cold. Okay. Just feel this out. Just feel this out for a minute. He said he put ice in it before we jumped in, too, so. What do you mean? It's a lake. <laughs> it's already cold. Yeah. He said he poured some ice in the in the river downstream so it would all float down to us before we got in. So. There's, a, there's a story that one of your coaches told me, or Nate told me earlier today. I thought it was really cool. It's how you found out that you made varsity. Um, you never knew at all. Like, you just caught off the lineup, and you're like, oh, I made it. Is that, like, how, for you to hear your name getting called, no, like, private conversation, like, hey, just let you know you made varsity, to basically find out in front of your whole peers, to, when he, do you remember that feeling? Like, do you remember that day at all? Uh, yeah, I definitely remember that day. Um, we went through both tryouts, or the two, two days, and then, on the last day, our last practice, we went through like the rosters and he listed off the JV and I did not hear my name. So I, at first I was like really excited. And then he listed off the varsity and I didn't hear my name again. I, I just like the JV went one way and the varsity went the other way. And I was still sitting in the middle of both the teams and I looked at coach and he was like, oh, I didn't even talk to you yet or anything like that, and told, it never told me. So that's how I found out the first time I made varsity. <laughs> so you thought you were the only kid getting cut? Yeah, I was. I was scared <laughs> at that point. I was like, "There's no way that just happened." So. Oh man, I'm that, that's way different than how you found out. I'm guessing, right? Uh, yeah. I just my like I got, I was getting pulled up my freshman and sophomore year, and then junior year I finally was on it for good. The one thing that he told me that was really interesting was how you, why you two are both captains. Um, he listed off great accolades, obviously, great leaders, vocal vocal players on the field. But I was telling him off the air it was one thing he told me was that you guys can talk to him, like you guys have conversations, like one on one, human human conversations. What makes Nate so easy to communicate with, as far as from not not as captain wise, but just as like you guys, like soccer players and just boys. Um, he's a really understanding person for sure. When there's times on the soccer field where someone <laughs> will do something and he won't be happy with us, but he'll go back on film and look at it 
And at that point, he'll see that what we saw was a chance that we could have taken or could have passed up on. But at that point, he lets us, I mean, do our own thing and definitely talks to us about it. But He loves to joke around with you guys yes. a lot. I've noticed that. Yeah, we I joke mean, around I've, a lot. Oh, yeah, I've interviewed you guys multiple times throughout the season. Each time, I, I like, before I can even end the recording, there's either you're laughing, Jerry's laughing, or Nate's laughing about something. Either one of the questions I might have asked got a giggle out of Nate, but there's always, like, laughter coming from you guys. What, how, like, how often do you guys, obviously practice and games and the bus rides, but how close knit are you, like, is your guys' team? Because it seems pretty close. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty close, and it, it, I think it boils down to the fact that we all just want to be there, and we, we play the game for fun. And uh, there are some tactics that our coach likes to use to get us to talk to each other. Like, on, on away games, we're not allowed to have our phones on the bus. What, is there one that, that you, you're able to share? Or uh, I mean, maybe? yeah, just it, it gets us to, like, talk. We play cards. Like, we do a lot of stuff. What type of card games do you guys play? Uh, like Euchre, a lot of Euchre. Some okay. BS, too. Okay. He's, he's not from the Midwest. He doesn't know what Euchre is, no, probably. I'm not even close. No, <laughs> no, I, I no clue, really man. No clue. Yeah, Charlie doesn't know either. <laughs> Some people don't know. We teach them. There you go. Um, as you were talking about, that the, the at the end of the night, the thing after the jumping in the lake was going out for dinner. I've heard that Charlie has quite the appetite. And I was asked. <laughs> I was. I was asked to talk or told to ask about uh, a hibachi incident. Yeah. So I was. Uh, I was with my coach in Minnesota for the USA Cup. Uh, his daughter and my sister were playing in it, and we went out to get hibachi. And his uh, kids are pretty picky, so they had a lot of food left on their plate. And I mean, hibachi is really good, so I'm obviously not going to leave it there. So I ended up eating my whole plate, pretty much his son's whole plate. A lot of his wife's play, and then my mom's play, too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of carbs. Yeah? yeah. Well, you need carbs, right? You, get, you guys are young. You still have that, uh, that high, high metabolism, you know? Yeah, I was just prepping for soccer. It'll, it'll go away. <laughs> trust me, man. That high metabolism. You guys are, you guys are running every <clears throat> single day. That's would have been a burn off in like an hour or something like that. Like, yeah, like five plates in one hour. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to shut this down. Oh. Talk about the cookie challenge Ooh. that the oh, team yeah. has. So another way that we like to kind of like have some fun at practice is before every away game, we do like a simulated PK shootout. Mm-hmm. And if you miss, you move on to the next round, and it, it goes down and down until you narrow it down to one or two kids, and they have to bake cookies for the whole team. So for like the next game? Yeah, and for the bus ride. Then nice. the next question is who makes the best cookies. <laughs> the brookies were pretty good. Yeah. Um, Will. Will Vanderhyde made some brookies that are brownie and cookie combo, and those were pretty good. Those were at the beginning of the year. Um, and then did, our, did he make them, or did like his parents help him? <laughs> Probably his parents. It's up in the air. There's some rumors that it was his sister, but well, we won't hold him to him. And I, I remember my, uh, I don't know if it was my sophomore year or freshman year, but Mahaney Vander Kirkhoff, his grandma would make these, like, Cream-filled pastries, like those were so good. That was definitely the highlight. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were f- cheering for him to lose on the cookie <laughs> challenge. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> One other thing I would ask Coach about you, he said, uh, he said, yeah, Charlie definitely has that 70s show hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm I'm going out some length so I can get a mullet soon. So I'm in the transition. Go full mullet? Yeah. No playoff mullet? Yeah, playoff mullet. He, he, said, he said that you will always wear these Tampa Bay Buccaneers shorts oh. that he said are absolutely hideous. No, these shorts <laughs> are beautiful. And they're from my friend's like lacrosse team in middle school, so they're really, really small. But that's probably why he doesn't like them. I've had a lot of people that do not like my shorts, but I wear them everywhere. They're so nice. Are you a sort of big Bucks fan then? Uh, kind of, sometimes. Kind of? Depends on who they're playing. Depends yeah. on who they're playing. Yeah, you you didn't watch last yesterday, did you? No, I did not oh, watch yesterday. Thank, thankfully, it yeah. also depends on who's my fan on my fantasy team. But yeah, it's a different. Okay, so. so do you guys have like a fantasy team on the t- on the soccer team? No, but it's just friend wise. Friend wise, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. Don't get me going on fantasy team. <laughs> Mine's not that <laughs> good. Mine is not good. You're like nine. I think I'm two and four right now. Eleven. You're in a eleven. I keep forgetting how many. Years. He's in a lot. He's in a lot. I'm in one. That's all, like, yeah. you know That's what? my friends are. Fair enough. Fair enough. The loser has to either yeah. shave their head or get a tattoo, so. How? Oh, nice. high, Whoa, okay. So, which, so okay. which would you do then? Which would you do uh, if you had that choice? Personally, I'd probably get a tattoo because oh, I do not want to cut my hair. Is it grows like, way too uh, Like a, some type, like price range of the tattoo? Like, where does it have to be? Like, what's the, what do is they the get to tattoo object? Well, yeah, so the. The location is somewhere where the tattoo wouldn't be seen a whole lot. So, oh, boy. Yeah, that's, the, that's kind of the parameters that we got set. Okay, well, we should have asked this before. Does your parents know that this exists? Because they might, you never know. I mean, like, I just, we're like, like. I just turned 17, so we're, we're, we got a little bit before. Yeah, you got a ways, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, You're at the age where like, they can't say no? Yeah. My parents know about it. Okay, there you go. But, yeah. My mom would shoot me if I got a tattoo, so... Just get, like, an Elk Rapids yeah, tattoo or something, I mean, right? She Unless you just have it here, like, the half, yeah, half grade, that's why. Yeah, my mom said I could get a t- tattoo if it was just her name. There you go. Because it sounds like yeah. it doesn't have to be, like, a specific thing. It could be what you want to do, but you kind of have to go get it, though. Yeah. yeah. You got, that's you that's better. Okay, that's better. Yeah, you got to own mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you do got to own it. Yeah. yeah, you do got to own it. So have either of you guys ever lost the, the cookie challenge? And if so, what did you make? Yes. Uh, the b- most basic one is definitely chocolate chip cookies, and that's what I make every time I lose. I only had to make cookies once, and it wasn't even because of a cookie challenge, just so it's on, on the air. What happened? But <laughs> just so it's official. You, you yeah. kind of, you we, kind of we, walked we, into so it, now you have to finish first. it. So I'm lights out on PKs, but one day <laughs> Coach decided to have us do a crossbar challenge instead oh. where he split us in half, and then my half lost the crossbar challenge. And then the other half voted on who they wanted to make cookies. And since I'd never made cookies before, they, they voted me to make cookies. What's a crossbar challenge? Were you trying to hit the crossbar? Yeah, so we, there's, like, three different, like, zones you have to shoot from. And mm-hmm. you just go back, like, further away each time. And, yeah, you have to hit the crossbar. What's the furthest he's had the crossbar challenge be at? Thankfully, we only did it once. And it started from, like, like towards the 18 and then, like, five yards back every time. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's so. Uh... Well, yeah, you'd be surprised like how fast they hit it. <laughs> just my cookie. Has any of you guys throughout your soccer playing career ever been approached to be a kicker for the Elks? I th- that's been in the discussion for both of us, honestly. Yeah. And what has happened for doing those conversations? Uh, Coach Plum 
dislikes any of his soccer players being a football kicker because Caden Patterson did it and Caden hit somebody on a kick return and coach immediately texted him like on his phone in the game and started yelling at him for hitting someone and said he would never kick for them again. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually like planning on kicking like for the football team but then like with my history of like concussions and stuff it's just not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. What's the first, so okay, so if now that you obviously aren't on it, what's the furthest you can kick a ball? I'm not even gonna lie, I've hit a 45 yarder off a tee, so that, that was the you can just do field goals, extra points, not kickoffs, then you don't yeah, have to be man. a tackle. Well, that's true if you have a good line, but no shade, shout out Connor, but. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They are in the playoffs right now. Yeah, they yeah, are in the exactly. playoffs. I was gonna say, I don't know yeah, the now. football team had a, I mean, that's a heck of a turnaround for the football team from it last was season. A heck of a Our seniors right now had won only five games in their freshman, sophomore, and junior year, and this year they won six. So that's a great turnaround for them. Yeah. Props to them. Good for them, boys. Good for them, boys. Yeah. Um, in a foot race, I asked your coach who would be faster. Now, he did not like being put in this position. So he really had, he actually made a choice. He said, with, you're faster because of your injury that you currently have. But, so, if so you don't, give you a politically but, correct but, but, answer. But, 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 uh, in a healthy, like, being healthy, you're obviously the fastest one. Yes, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't use the word obviously, but. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. He, he doesn't want the smoke. Let's just say that. <laughs> it was kind of funny when I asked him. He's like, oh, are you serious? You want me putting me on the spot like this? I'm like, hey, coach. It's one of those questions that good boy boys wild up. He did say, though, in one of the interviews earlier this year that I was one of the fastest kids in Northern Michigan soccer. <laughs> and you were not in that part. <laughs> Is that with or without the ball? Or both? Uh, both. Oh, yeah. I, I should have asked him with the ball. I mean, I remember there was a track meet in middle school where Spencer was sick. Middle school. And I beat him, so. We're going middle school right now. <laughs> that oh is true, goodness. but it was only one t- or only one meet. So. Still saying. This. Clock don't lie. Do you guys still run track? Uh, I did my sophomore year, but it gave me shin splints, and then I like couldn't play soccer, so it wasn't wasn't working for me. Yeah, yeah we're both going to play golf in the spring, so. Oh. That will be fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You guys play golf quite a bit. There's quite a few guys on the soccer team that play golf. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of us, and I work at a golf course in the summer, so. Okay, I'm which one? Uh, Agamine. Okay, that's a pretty good course. Yeah, it's, golf it's for a couple tight. times. Shout um, out to uh, Mr. Lively. How are you? How injuries? Anything? How are you guys feeling? How are you doing? I mean, you guys had a couple days. Obviously, you came out of the game and then went back in and basically just it all on the line and right after the game you had the size of like i don't know how big that bag of ice was but obviously how are you feeling now since friday Um, to monday definitely better i mean it's just getting better every day but i think our team right now is fully healthy besides alex and nolan who are still gonna be out but we Uh, should be pretty good both of you guys i Mm -hmm. mean you obviously you did mention that you have something going on yeah I mean, as long as I don't get hit in the head, I should be good. 
<laughs> All of us can say Make that. sure yeah. that he does not get hit in the head. If yeah. he gets touched in the head, it'll be bad. Yeah. You just stay away from stay headers. Stay away from everyone, really? man. No, it's, when, I'm, when I'm hitting the ball, it's fine. It's when the ball hits me that yeah. it's not so, okay. You want going in when it's involuntary, no, you're not expecting it. Yeah, like when oh, I'm okay. when I'm like looking at the ball, like it's I'm okay. good, but yeah, uh-huh. I don't want to take it into the back of the head for sure. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, awesome, man. I'm glad both of you guys are ready to go for tomorrow. Um, yeah. Any- oh, you guys practiced. You guys just practiced today at Throwby Field to practice on the turf. Get ready for that the turf field you play on at Claire. Uh, how much of an adjustment is that going from? the grass fields up here that you play on most of the time too in the playoffs playing on that hard artificial surface um it's definitely an adjustment but i think after uh like 30 minutes or so we'll get used to it so tonight was a good night to get the ball moving so it'll be quicker for us to adjust tomorrow mm-hmm. so, yeah you can use your speed more in the yeah in the turf right yeah the speed it's all about speed. <laughs> the ball rolls faster too, though, so you gotta kind of change it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and higher bounces. I mean, that can affect your your defense, your goalie. Yeah, there's all definitely that. a learning curve, but yeah. As in, I've you know, I've heard multiple different opinions on this. As athletes, there's a lot of preferences on what grass they like to play on. Now, obviously, you guys, you're still playing. Right, so this is kind of like, well, you know. I don't know if you have a preference of type of grass. Like, do you like the artificial turf? Do you like the grass that you play on? Up in Elks, that's no disrespect to what they have now. But <laughs> honestly, though, because that is a actual Because you see athletes now, like, obviously in the pros, they, they always, they sprain their ankles off of the artificial turf. Like, they always have those type of injuries on artificial turfs. Yeah. Now, you guys with soccer players, you guys are moving your joints consistently. Like, with the, the ball movements, all of this stuff. Does that ever play a factor, like, in your mind, like, when you play on artificial turf compared to playing on the grass? I mean, you can definitely, like, tell the difference right away. I mean, especially coming from our field, which is, like, filled with a bunch of, like, bumps and stuff, like, how smooth the ball rolls is, it's, like, it's super nice. Yeah. But, I mean, I think, like, a lot of people would probably say this, but, like, playing on nice, real grass is so much better than, like, turf. Just, like, how soft it is and how, like, familiar it feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any preference? Yeah. <laughs> zoned in, dude. Um, I like turf, but there is a certain point where grass is definitely better as long as it's it's like watered and yeah. like flat. short, flat, no bumps. Where it's like artificial turf, but it's grass. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you guys got to hit that turf on Tuesday and then hopefully again on Thursday, right? Yeah, I hope so. So, uh, Thanks for stopping in after your practice here at Thrillby, and uh, and best of luck the rest of the week. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you again to Charlie and Spencer for joining James and Jordan in the Get Around podcast studio. Good luck on Tuesday and uh, Thursday, hopefully, as we've said many times here already. Uh, Elk Rapids trying to follow up on a Final Four appearance last year with another long postseason run this year, and we'll see if they can do it. Let's keep the Elk Rapids theme going. 
uh, as we get into the Get Around Hall of Fame. Jordan, let's start with your nomination. Yeah. And uh, I think that one's uh, pretty easy uh, considering who our guests just were. Yep. Um, obviously, well, the first one is Spencer Ball, who you guys just heard from. Um, he's the one that scored the go-ahead goal, um, but I have two. So the first one is obviously Spencer Ball, and the second one is the one who tied it up, which is Carson Peterson. So those are my two nominees for the Get Around Hall of Fame because they just helped their team go on to another regional regional game, and they kept the season yeah, you, alive. You, you can't score the game winner without the game tire. Boom. And so it's, it's it seems only right that uh, both Carson and Spencer uh, are nominated for the Get Around Hall of Fame yep. this week. Uh, I'm going to keep it in the uh, district championship soccer realm and go with Traverse City West's Ben and Ben connection, Ben Carlson and Ben Shramsky. Uh, Shramsky headed in uh, Carlson's long throw in with 14 minutes left in Saturday's district championship game against Midland Dow. Uh, that gave the Titans a 2-1 to victory. What's going on? He's just laughing. What did I do? He's laughing at the thing that I pulled up. Oh, okay. It was just a, a, a Twitter thing. Cause it was something I pulled up for the trifecta, the best sports-related thing. Okay. Sorry. Right. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's quite all right. No, that's all right. I was just I was, I was, I was watching no, him you're good, uh, dude. try to stifle his guard. laughter. Call me uh, on guard. But yeah, so that was uh, Ben and Ben helped the Titans to a two and one, two to one victory over Midland Dow. Like uh, we said, in the, it was the fourth regional championship in a row, third straight over Midland Dow, and five out of the last eight years uh, for the Titans over the Chargers, and fifteenth uh, in the last twenty-one years for district champions, uh, district championships for Traverse City West. Uh, James, your Yours in the final nomination for the Get Around Hall of Fame this week. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Max Shane out there, the uh, the Traverse City West or Traverse City Central senior wide receiver, um, caught his first varsity touchdown pass nice. in the Patriot game to win the game. Uh, nice. Like in like so far in the corner of the end zone that I had to kind of like try to work around you know that column that's always in the way. Yeah. For the coach's box, oh, I kind yeah. I had to look around that, and I barely got it. I could barely get my head around in time to see him hauling the ball down in the corner of the end zone, the far corner of the end zone, on the scoreboard side, the big video scoreboard side. And uh, it was just a great catch. He wasn't even the intended target on the play. The play wasn't run for him, but the guys who it was run for were uh, were covered. So uh, so Josh Klug went to his secondary receivers and just threw the ball up in the air and Max Shane just went up and got it, came down, got a foot in bounds. And then he had to go out and kick the extra point oh, wow. in a 14 to 13 game. Cause he's the 13 kicker. to 13, 14 to 13. Uh, no, it was 13 to 13. It was 13 to 13 at they, the time. They won, they won, they won 14 to 13. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a 14 to 13 game. I mean, this was the final, but yeah, yes. at the time it's 13 to 13. He needs to kick the extra point to win. And so he's after catching this gigantic touchdown in front of ten thousand people. He's uh, then got to run back out and kick the extra point, which he does. And then he has to go and do the kickoff right after that too, which he then boots into the end zone Dang. to make TC West have to go try to go eighty yards in under a minute. And uh, you know that didn't happen, obviously. 
All right, well, I'm going to make an executive rule. There will be no voting this week. We are putting all five of these athletes into the Get Around Hall of Fame uh, based on what they did. So congratulations, Elk Rapids, Carson Peterson, Spencer Ball, Traverse City West's Ben Carlson and Ben Shramsky, and Traverse City Central's Max Shane. You are the latest inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. All right, so the trifecta is a little different this week. Uh, let's end things on a positive note or a fun note, and maybe this is what we'll do just going forward. Instead of the trifecta, we'll just be like, what made you happy in sports in the last week? And that that's Ooh. my question uh, to you guys. Um, I'll kind of get things started. The, re- the reason that I thought about this is because uh, watching the uh, baseball playoffs last night as I was working on the football playoffs uh, story, watching the Phillies-Padres game, and then watching Bryce Harper uh, hit an opposite field home run to put the Phillies up uh, by a run after being down a run uh, in the bottom of the eighth and then go on to win and, and clinch the NL pennant and head to the World Series. Don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter, but someone took the music from Moneyball and that scene in Moneyball when Scott Hatterberg hits yeah. the home run and they placed it over the... Uh, Bryce Harper's home run, and they did it perfectly. They they, they did the slow mo replay for the home run right when it was supposed to be slow mo, and then the and then had the real audio come in when Bryce hits it. It's just like I, I right now you can't see it, guys, but like even just describing it, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps. It was such a cool thing, and one of those where you're like, where it makes you say the line from Moneyball. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Facts. It was that 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 was my my favorite thing, uh, sports related thing uh, of the last week. Uh, guys, what about you? <laughs> um, well, one thing is I'm I'm very happy to uh, that the Detroit Red Wings are actually playing very very well. They had very one, well, they had dude. One, they had one game where they kind of reverted to them old selves, but I think three out of the first four games, like they, they have very, played really really well. I mean, they did lose. The, they did they did lose to the Blackhawks. So uh, and the Blackhawks are uh, complete garbage. Yeah, that was the game where they kind of crapped <laughs> yeah. the bed. Yeah. And then, but aside from that, they've looked pretty darn good. They beat the the, the rest of the they, season. They beat the Ducks. They beat the Ducks five to one. That was, that was a yesterday. Domination. Of it. Yeah, I watched that game and they made, they, they look good. It, it's it's the one rebuild that's uh, looking well. Looking like it's doing really really well. Pistons uh, too. The Pistons still have a lot of potential. They haven't turned it into wins, yeah, whereas they, the Red Wings have there. turned it into wins already. There's something there. Yeah, that, yeah. But the funniest thing I saw was uh, was a tweet this this week. <clears throat> There's a photo of this guy <laughs> who basically looks like an older version of Tupac. You're like, doing like it. seriously, okay, let's, looks let's like it. really looks like an older version of Tupac. And the caption to it is just says Tupac right now. If Russell Westbrook was the shooter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just brutal. I just said. Uh, I mean, Russell Wilson gets so much crap, but I'm kind of here for it because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know it's it comes from a place of love, uh, I'm sure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe not. Who knows? Jordan, your favorite thing of the week? Um, mine actually happened today. Um, obviously there was a lot of stuff that I could have said, but this is just funny. If wall pulling up tweets is one. Uh, so this one says, Chiefs wide receiver Jesus Mishishis says that playing Call of Duty Warzone with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, 
and MVS on Friday. They won three games in a row. He says that is what is the difference in their chemistry today. And the tweet that follows says, Kyler Murray somehow is rejoicing right now. Um, the reason why I think that is absolutely hilarious is because over the summer, the Cardinals put a claim in his contract saying he needed to study 10 more hours of film as if he's not studying already. So another football team is bonding over video games. Well, Colin Murray, the organization thinks that's a problem and leads to why he's playing the way he is. So it's like two different teams. One benefits from playing video games, the other one does not. And so it's like one of those, like, if you follow NFL, like, deep enough, you are fully under, like, it's one of those things that I sent to my buddies and my buddies sent to me. It's just one of those, like, LMAO type of situations. Because, and I think it was like the end of the end of the week, the new the new Modern Warfare game comes out. So there's people saying that Kyler Murray may not be on his best game this upcoming Sunday because of that. <laughs> so, you know, there's like all of these Modern Warfare, Kyler Murray, like. Oh, they've been doing that all summer. Oh, all yeah. football season oh, already. Yeah. That's what every, I'm every time they don't have a good game, they were like, what is it, a double XP weekend? <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Exactly. So it's like that. I, he said that as in like, yeah, we bond well playing video games as opposed to a team that does not like when his their star player is playing video games. So it's very interesting. But the NFL season well, is hilarious. I, I think we go forward with this, guys. You <laughs> yeah, know, let's we, we, we get to end we get to end the show on a, on a happy note from from here on out. So the trifecta will be the trifecta, but will also be what's making you guys happy, what's making you guys laugh. Uh, what's what's giving you the old goosebumps uh, when you're when you're watching it? So we'll we'll do that every week. Just count on that going forward, unless I decide to change it next week, which I which I might. But uh, that will put a bow on episode 231 of the Get Around Podcast, the Traverse City episode. As I said at the top, uh, thank you to all our Audible viewers for listening, tuning in. As always, if any of you are from Bear Lake, feel free to reach out. And if you're on board with the Bear Lake Lake Bears, let's get this train moving. I got, I'm on the, I am the conductor, but I, I need someone to start shoveling some coal in the <laughs> engine. So let's get some, let's get some Bear Lake people out there for the Bear Lake Lake Bears. Uh, for James and for Jordan, I am Brendan Queeley. Thank you again. Episode 231 of the Get Around Podcast is in the books. Mm-hmm.